back at God's house again. Our true family of believers come for one purpose and one purpose only. That's to find out just what God has for us today. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what he's going to involve us with just in the scripture alone. So if you'll do this for me, grab that Bible's in front of you if you don't have your own with you. And uh, go to Philippians. Philippians, the third chapter, 13th through the 16th verse. I'm not sure how much more I can put up with. I am so sick and tired of this world. I am so tired of being tired. And I'm not talking about that physical stuff. I'm tired of having to think about, even worry about the next moment, let alone tomorrow. Every day it seems like we're facing some new trauma. There just doesn't seem to be enough time to grasp on what we're going through. I've heard so many people say, I want everything to get back to normal. What in the world was normal in the first place? Why cannot we accept that this is normal? This is what we're going to have to face every day from now on until Jesus Christ comes back. If that scares you, then today's message will work wonders. Where does our faith lie? Do we only have faith when we walk through the doors of the church and I have faith that there's going to be a seat for me to sit in. I have faith that there's going to be some scripture read, but as soon as I go out the door, I forget the whole thing. Can you remember the sermon from last week? I can because one of, praise the Lord, thank you, sweetie. I appreciate that. Because one of my most favorite doctrines in the Salvation Army is that every believer has the privilege to be wholly sanctified. You know what that, you know what that means? You don't got to sin no more. You can be preserved blameless until Jesus Christ comes. So that's why the good Lord is letting us go through this time of tribulation and trouble. Because he is building us up to a more stronger faith. Getting excited about that time when he's actually going to come. And I know that you 
are getting tired of waiting for him to come. I know you think that, oh, if he would just come right now, we could just leave this world and it'd be all right, but ain't a soul in this church this morning that doesn't know someone who's not saved, who has no inkling about who Jesus Christ is and what he's about to do and what he's doing now. Look at that portion of scripture with me, if you please. Philippians, that third chapter, 13th through the 16th verse. And I have the King James Version. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing because we are a brethren of followers. When I was getting this sermon together that God gave me, I, I remembered a song that James Taylor did years back in the 70s. One verse, won't you look down upon me, Jesus? You've got to help me make a stand. You've got to see me through another day. My body's aching and my time is at hand and I won't make it any other way. We're not going to make it any other way in this world unless we've accepted Jesus Christ. We're not going to survive all this tribulation we're going through if we're not grounded in Jesus Christ. The chorus of that song goes, I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've had lonely times when I couldn't find a friend. And we've been separated so much over this whole time. The one friend that we can depend on, we don't seek him. We don't look to him. We're so wrapped up in our little world of thinking, oh, I can't take it anymore. I'm so depressed. Nothing's going right for me. Excuse me. That's not the Jesus Christ I know. That's not the life that he wants for us. The scripture says, the peace I give you is not the peace of this world. It's my peace. The world is never going to be in total peace until Jesus Christ comes. Don't look for the world to give you that joy and peace for your life because it is in here. 
where we claim Jesus Christ as our Savior, our friend, our deliverer, and the only person that we need to go to in the first place. Because it's only through him that we're going to get saved. It's only through him that we're going to survive all we're going through today. It scares me sometimes. And I'm sure it does you too. You don't know what they're going to dump on us next. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. You want to talk about something that doesn't matter? All the stuff that's going on in this world today, it doesn't matter. As long as you and I have claimed the right to be the children of God. Don't waste your mind and worry and thoughts about what you're going to do or eat or whatever. God's already provided all those things. But you know, I can stand here and tell you, don't do this, don't do that, wait for this, wait for that. But how do you do it? How do you cling and hold on to your precious life that you have? How do you, how do you accept all the changes that you're going through? See, the problem is, we're always looking for the next best thing. We're never realizing that right here in the palm of our hands, we have everything we need. I like to think that Jesus Christ is like State Farm, or State Farm is like Jesus Christ. Got you in the palm of his hand. Like a good neighbor. The palm of his hand, that's where Jesus has you. It's amazing that we have a loving God who loves everybody unconditionally, even before we accept him as our Savior. When we were still in sin, he loved us and cared for us and wanted us and desired us. I can't say that about every person I may have met in my life. But I can say it about Jesus he desires us. He's jealous for us. I think the thing, and there's many things I love about him, is the fact that once you accept him, he doesn't let go. He keeps reminding you, don't forget, I'm here with you. Don't forget, I love you. Don't forget, I want you to be mine. I wouldn't be telling you the truth if there weren't many times that I've turned away. Closed off God. Didn't want him to be telling me I'm all guilty and sinning and stuff. But that's the reason I love him so much. He doesn't give up. What's he tell us? You got to be holy like I'm holy? Hang on. Don't give up. Wait for it. It's coming. Just wait for it. So, how do we do it? How do we, how do we hold on? 
How do we find what we're looking for? How do we know that it's really the desire of our hearts? I'll tell you how the Lord showed me. One of the things that drives me absolutely crazy sometimes is my deafness. Boy, I love to talk. But even more than that, I like to hear people's stories, where they're going in their life. I've been deaf for over 40 years. And I've learned to accept the fact it doesn't matter. Because I know I have a loving God who one day is going to open my ears and I'll be able to hear the angels singing and strumming or whatever they do in heaven. That's exciting stuff. You hear what I'm saying? All the troubles, tribulations, sickness that we're going through, it don't matter compared to what we're going to get in heaven. He's already prepared a place for a place for us. There was a little song that we used to sing back in the 70s. Says, Is anybody sick and tired of living like you do? Is anybody here want to walk on streets of gold? Say, I do. Does anybody here want to live forever? Say, I do. Did I hear it? I do, people. You want to live forever in heaven with God, and this is how it's going to happen. It's not about us laying hold of Christ, but his laying hold of us. It's not that I have accepted Jesus Christ into my life. It's the fact that Jesus Christ has let me go into his. So hold on on means that Christ has grabbed us already, wrapped his loving arm around us, given us a real joy to be happy for, given us his power, given us his, ready for it, salvation. Salvation. He's grabbed a hold of us and showed us that we can be cleansed of all our sins. He showed us what a mighty God he is because only he, through the shedding of his blood, washed away all that junk we used to do. We ain't got to do it no more. We just claim him as our own and let him just grab hold of us in a mighty way. It is not our keeping hold of Christ, it's his keeping hold of us. Oh, I like to see him as that safety rope when I'm hanging over a cliff, but I know he's got the other end. It ain't wrapped around some stone that's going to slide or around a tree that'll fall over, but he's got me there, and I'm hanging on because he's got the other end. And he not only gives us that safety net, <laughs> he goes a little bit further. He gives us an insurance policy. I had 
had this insurance guy say, you got, it, you got some life insurance? I said, no, sir, I got me some fire insurance. God's insured me that as long as I've claimed him, I ain't going to burn. He's going to give me the power that I need to see that that insurance is the only insurance that's going to get me into those golden gates and walking all those nice streets, wandering through Jerusalem. Oh, my. You're talking about insurance policy. That's one you don't even got to pay for because Christ already paid for it. Oh, my. And by doing this, now, here's your part, folks. You've got to do this. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. You've got to do it. By doing this one thing, once Christ forgives you, forget the past. Let go of it. Oh, my. How many people I've heard say, he can't possibly save me. I've done so many things so bad. I was, had a chance to talk with a lady many years ago. I was probably only 17, 18 years old. She had killed her husband. And this was some years later, and she was coming to church. And she said, oh, Charlie, I can't possibly go to heaven. I've killed. And I said, well, let me show you this guy named David premeditated murder. I can show you people through that whole Bible and God said they are people after my own heart because he saved them, washed out all that mess away. So no, all your sins he'll gladly take away. Forget the past. Live for the future. Claim Jesus Christ as your own. It gets exciting when we finally see that we can be cleansed. Oh, the spirit that he gives us and makes us feel alive for once. And now, we have to reach for what lies ahead of us. And I ain't talking about all this physical stuff we're going through. I'm talking about that Holy Spirit that we need to reach out to, hold on to him, and just realize that God sent him for a purpose. And that purpose is so that you and I will realize that we have a loving God who still wants to direct and give us his passion and shows us where we need to go. Don't get lost in your past. Get ready for the future. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and holiness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but what? Holy lean on Jesus' name. Oh, you know what? I ain't tired no more. I ain't weary no more. I'm excited about life now, ever since the day that Jesus Christ laid hold of me. That's who I serve. I know you and I have done lots of things that we are ashamed of. 
But the one thing that takes care of all that tension and all that weariness and all that mind-boggling stuff, just turn it over to Christ. He's our hope. He's our holiness. He's our everything. He's our cornerstone. He's our foundation. You can't let him go. My hope, my joy, my true self is wrapped up in Christ. Oh, you, I would not be here today if it wasn't for the fact that he just won't let me go. So let's concentrate on our relationship with Christ. And let's realize that he is always going to be there for us, guiding us, directing us. I think the thing that worries me more than anything else, we're not reading our Bibles enough. It gets scary. Mainly because if you did read your Bible, you realize that everything that we're going through in this day and time is right there. It's already predicted. It's already been planned out. Now here's the question. Have you accepted it? Have you grabbed hold to everything? Have you grabbed hold of Jesus Christ like a dying man in a desert holds on to that canteen of water? That's the kind of holding on we got to do. That's the kind of desire we got to have. A quenching thirst. Oh gosh, he gives us that living water. His living water is his word. You and I can't live without water. We can go without food for quite a while. Can't live without water. And that's what happens when you try to live without Christ. You dry up. The worries of the world start to bog you down. I invite you to find real life today. I invite you to make sure that Christ is your center you're everything. Psalms 112, 7 says it more clearly than I could ever. Psalms 112, verse 7 says this. Stand steadfastness of heart. That's those folks who have really grabbed hold of Christ. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast. Trusting in the Lord, their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. The big word, steadfast. Not letting go. Giving Christ everything. You're going to sing a song here in just a little bit about trusting and obeying. But there's one verse that we have to do in our own lives. And this morning, if you feel the desire that you need to make a change, that you need to let go of the worry and the tension and not worry about having to put that mask on, this is what you gotta do. That verse says, but we never can prove the delights of his love until 
all on the altar we lay. Folks, that's a huge altar here. Two sides of it. All of us could fit around it. You see, when you lay all that stuff on the altar, you get rid of it. It's like a burden gets lifted. And let me tell you, there ain't no more pouring out of heaven blessings than when you give it all to Jesus. I know there are blessings that I've had in my life that I might have even missed because he's blessed me so much. And not me only. He wants to pour out on you. He wants to give you that love, that joy that he bestows. But it's only for them who will trust and obey. Ain't enough just to read your Bible, you got to live it. Ain't enough to say Jesus Christ done save me. You got to know that you're forgiven. And there's no doubt when Jesus Christ forgives you, you're forgiven. Don't go back. Keep going to the future. Christ has a place for you already planned. He has a place for me already planned. And it's the most exciting time right now because we know that we're getting close to those final days when he's coming. Hang on. Jesus loved you so much. Now just now, I ask that you bow your heads, close your eyes, forget everybody around you. Right now, I want you to be thinking about yourself and praying for yourself and opening your heart to Christ and let his Holy Spirit just get in there. And let me tell you, this altar is always open, no matter when. But don't walk out those doors if you don't know Christ. Don't walk out those doors if you haven't washed away all those sins through his blood. And it's so simple. <laughs> all you've got to do is invite him in. Jesus, take this rotten life of mine and make it new. Guarantee it'll be done. Just for a few moments. Altar's open, it's yours. He's waiting. Don't waste a moment. Father, thank you so much. There's no better time that we could possibly have than when we open your word. This morning, Lord, thank you so much. Your Holy Spirit has been here and guided us and given us everything that we need this morning. Lord, if there's anybody in this congregation this morning, please touch them. Anybody out there who's watching, Lord, touch their lives just now. I know there's people out there hurting today. I ask that you just lift them up, Lord. Let them feel your loving arms around them and let them know that you're there, caring, ready to give them that cleansing blood of yours. Now, Father, thank you so much for loving us, caring for us, and Lord, we'll always give you back the praise, the honor, and glory. We pray in Jesus' holy and blessed name. Amen. God bless you, folks.